0: Welcome to the third episode of Brandon and Lindsay Have a Podcast Now. It's
1: pretty much a success already.
0: <laughs> I would say it's a success. Uh, it's time for the theme song. Okay. All right. Lindsay, I'll... this week, Lindsay's going to be bringing the theme no, song to true. you. That's not true. Take
1: All it right. away, Brandon.
0: I'm going to, okay. Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast. Nah, ooh, they got a podcast. Ooh, they got a podcast. Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now. Oh, podcast. That was a yeah, good part. you good. like that? ooh podcast? Yeah. Uh, Nimble Berto says you're the only reason I've considered going to Alabama. No offense, <laughs> to Alabama, but Brandon is the main attraction for Alabama. I couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's Will Johnson. Will, I promised to show you that sock lock, and I haven't done it yet. Uh, but you know what? I think it's a good idea, speaking of the sock lock or the Estima lock. Okay.
1: I think, should,
0: I think we should open up with something that I saw in the jiu-jitsu community this week. And I, I have conflicted feelings about it. I'll be interested to hear what you think and what everybody else thinks. Okay. Also, if you've got questions for the episode... Feel free to drop them in, and uh, we'll try to get around to them. We will definitely get to some of them, for sure. All right, so the thing that was going on in the community this week is there was a match, and I don't know the name of the tournament. I apologize for not knowing the name of the tournament, but um, it was up in the Northeast, Placido, who is the, the world's greatest uki, if you don't know. he Well, personally... I think Nakaya is the world's greatest Uki. <laughs> she's pretty good. She, she's the world's greatest Uki, but... Uh, Plac- poor Placido,
1: because if you watch John Donahue's Leglock <laughs> Instructionals, he goes through some very difficult situations. And I feel, I mean, you can just see it on his face. I feel so bad for him.
0: Yeah. So he's, the, he's definitely the, most, the world's most uh, prominent Uki. Uh, yes. He's the most popular Uki. But is the best one. I digress. Anyway, Placido was in a match, and uh, Daniel, what's up, Daniel? He chimes in and he says, uh, "It's the Enigma Invitational," was what it was called. Gotcha. And I don't even know the name of his opponent. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll know that one too. Um, anyway, they get into the finals. It's a money tournament, right? The winner gets cash dollars. Okay. And this guy, Placido's on bottom. He weaves his left foot around, puts it on the thigh, kind of, and he's still laying back. So he's kind of playing a little, like, look how relaxed, and, you know, this is the way I play a lot, too. Look how relaxed I am. Look how loose I am. And he's kind of just playing and baiting his opponent to do something silly. But what happened instead is his opponent grabbed his foot and ripped a a steamer lock as I wouldn't even say it was like a super technical Estima lock. It was a straight rip, like just gable grip. Put it on my belly and <laughs> he hipped in <laughs> and tried to take it all the way home. It was violent, and Placido's ankle had a violent reaction as mm. well.
1: It sounded crunchy.
0: Yeah, I- I'll be honest with you. That video probably—I don't know how many views that video got on the internet, like you for were all the different posts. <laughs> but I bet I watched it. I bet I watched it a hundred times. No kidding. Just. I, I, first of all the sounds like I had to play it over and over just because it was so gross and then I just wanted to see it like okay
1: again and again <laughs> I, yeah
0: I want to see how he did it what was the mistake what you know anyways yeah. so that's all fine and good people get hurt in competition
1: so you reposted it right so
0: I reposted it okay. and I couldn't believe some of the responses that people had now if I'm talking about some of the responses jujitsu people had. Mm-hmm. I fully expect people who don't train to see that and go, "Oh my God, why would
1: you do would that?" You
0: do that? <laughs> like, "Oh, okay, I expect you to think that." Yeah. But I've there are a lot of jujitsu people, and I want to hear from you, uh, folks on Instagram, or if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, shoot me an email. I want to hear from you <clears throat> if you thought that that was egregious and unnecessary. I want to hear your reasoning. Because I'm going to lay mine out for you. And, I, Lindsay, when, when you're ready, I want to hear what you think, too. Okay. But... <laughs> it,
1: sounds, it sounded like a bag of pork rinds being sm- squished.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he said, while ago he took his foot and threw it in the tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> that was Billy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will John said he thought it... I thought it was sick. But, see, sick has multiple meanings now. Yeah. So I don't know like if you sick. thought it was good or if no, you thought it was bad. Or sick. But yeah. my feeling on it, is like, dude, it's a competition and it's a professional competition for money. And if you line up across from me, we have we've now agreed that your safety is in your hands and my safety is in my hands because we're playing for a, a goal right here. We're playing, even if the goal wasn't money, if the goal was
1: see who's really boss, who's the boss.
0: Yeah, if the goal was just let's see who wins. And we're going to we, – you have to really prove it. Yeah. Like, it's not a, this is not a, uh, a training partner. This is not – this is a competition. We don't train together. Our teams possibly don't like each other. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I couldn't believe that people were offended by it. It, it, made, me, it made me wonder what happened to the, ju- the jiu-jitsu community while I wasn't looking. Honestly, it's like, this is not... So it was that many comments then, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't everybody. But everybody that wanted to comment, like, and that was quick to go, it was something... Not everybody, but it was yeah. something like that. I'm sure there was probably more positive comments than negative. Right. But I, I could... I legit was blown away and shocked that people were offended by it. So...
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, my opinion is that I agree with you. Like when you when you shake hands, you're you're making an agreement that I'm going to try to break your stuff and you're going to try to break my stuff. And I think you know that going in. And so, um, and that I mean that was one of the reasons why I didn't do a whole lot of or I didn't do I did one competition ever.
0: Hey, but you're undefeated. <laughs> two matches, two and, and zero.
1: And so, yeah, I mean, like, I was working full-time and had to go to work on Monday morning. I was not going to, like, be limping in, you know, to my job because, you know, somebody tried to break my stuff for no money. Yeah, I mean, like, the tournaments around here are no money, and people were going to be trying to break
0: you off. So I can understand why somebody would feel that way about a local tournament, like, even a Naga or something like that. I, I get that. Now, listen, I'm not saying that I wouldn't break somebody off at a Naga. I I have, and I would do it again if I had to. I would. Uh, maybe that makes me a bad person. I, if that makes me a bad person, then I'm a bad person. But I would. But I now, mean,
1: you got to go in knowing, though, that those things are are possible. When even when you go into a naga, like you need to know that that's what you're stepping into.
0: That's what we do. Yeah, Dude, that's um. If, if we were competing in boxing, and somebody got knocked out. Nobody would say, oh my God, I can't believe he knocked him out. He's hitting too hard during the comp- during the competition. You yeah. gotta be a jerk to hit somebody hard enough to knock him out. All right. I don't know, man. I got fired. I got for real fired. I'm getting fired up again. <sighs> like I, I can't but... I can't believe that people in the jiu-jitsu community were offended. It, I can't believe it.
1: I will say that I do believe that that technique is super dangerous.
0: Well, yeah, it's super dangerous. And
1: practic- practicing it is even super dangerous with your training partners. Um, just I know that you, have like just playing around, you know, have put some people into that position, and they make a wrong movement, and it...
0: It blows their foot. Yeah. Out.
1: So that position is very dangerous, but... We don't take it out because it's dangerous, though. I mean, like, there, are, all the positions can be dangerous. <laughs> like, yeah. we're in a martial art. Uh, just, I mean, like, lockdown, you know, one of the fundamentals of 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. And in our gym and, like, local gyms, we know of plenty, like, ACL. Tears, or even like people need complete ACL, you know, reconstruction done just from being caught in the lockdown. And somebody just straightening both legs. Yeah, I've out. seen.
0: I've seen the lockdown blow out several ACLs right. at this point. Probably but we're five.
1: we're not gonna go. Oh, I can't believe that you had a.
0: How dare you use the a very lockdown. aggressive lockdown? How dare you use the lockdown? How dare you, Muay Thai fighter, kick someone in the head so hard? Yeah, dude. Could you imagine what? Muay Thai fighters would say if they heard their community talking like that, they would kick them out of the community. Like, you wouldn't be allowed to come back to practice. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I believe that practice in the training room should be a, a safe area. I mean, you know, you're not like... Maybe you and a partner have an understanding we're gonna go at competition yeah, training speed. Training is a
0: completely different thing. Right.
1: But we call it competition speed for a reason. There should yes. be there's a delineation between we're in the practice room and we're rolling at competition speed. So you know, no, I I don't think that people who are making those claims have a
0: whole lot to stand on. Let, let me go into the comments here a little bit. This is J. E. J. Hanley. He said it's not MacRame this is our business and in competition these things happen reposting it just brings awareness to the reality of this of these holds have a great day guys and I love your content thank you uh, James says I'm not a bad person but I don't <laughs> trust your opinion James <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on your purple belt James yes congrats uh, Jessica oh Jessica underscore bJj underscore that's Jessica from Memphis okay uh, if you want to compete you have to be ruthless. And then she gives the shrug. We step on the mats to win, not to be nice. Hundred. Mm -hmm. uh, Freedom rolls. You're not a bad person. You hill hook kids. That's legendary. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Garcia, Jarrell Garcia. He said, just jujitsu folks doing what they do. And uh, he's a black belt. Ironclad HQ. You know what they said, Voltron. V's up. (laughs) Sierra Goodwin says, it's a competition. I figure most competitors are out to kill, quote unquote. Like I, I like that you put kill in quotation marks. I do it also annoys me when jiu-jitsu fighters think that they're um real fighters. You know what I'm saying? Like that, "Oh, because you know some jiu-jitsu." Right. That you because
1: we're going to be doing barambolas yeah, and versions and street fights.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> that just annoys me though. The other thing is driving me nuts. Um anyway, the, 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 there's a lot of people coming in. Uh McAlpin, says if it causes less guard pulling maybe it's not a bad thing <laughs> um Garcia again he says uh but Mac, he didn't see it coming uh yeah that's the point yeah that's yeah. exactly right he didn't see it coming so it was I don't know dude it's like hitting that's the punch you don't see that knocks you out right you didn't see the punch coming. that's the one that gets you Brilliant. so I don't know I, I want to hear from somebody that disagrees with me and, and by the way Let's disagree. That's not a problem. That doesn't make me dislike you. Um, Paw Patch, again, says we didn't choose disc golf as a hobby.
1: Right. Well, but I think, you know, like IBJJF are just now letting leg locks in. Isn't that right? Uh, so just, well, they,
0: heel hooks and – yeah, heel hooks. Yeah, it. okay. That's – sorry. I should have
1: been more specific. But um, they're just now letting them in. So, I mean, there has been a history of what is considered dangerous positions that have been, you know – prohibited, so you know,
0: that's... McAlpin the- said, uh, also Muay Thai guys made headbutts illegal even though the Muay Thai technique is, there's a Muay Thai technique for headbutts. Okay. Listen, I'm I'm with having illegal techniques. I got no problem with that. Like, if you want to make something illegal, just let's put that in the rules but let's don't have some gentleman's agreement unri- like the unwritten rules of etiquette and stuff like well i know this is legal but i would never do this to someone like what are you talking about you sound like a krav maga dude (laughs) like well uh if we were in a real fight i would just poke your eyes out
1: what do you think about people that like shake hands and then use that as like a arm drag and stuff (laughs) like?
0: whatever (laughs) whatever Uh, it makes me want to kill them but you know it's not illegal so do your thing you got to be ready for the handshake arm drag you know (laughs) That's why we learned those handshake uh, self-defense moves and ho sin That's right. ho sin is Korean for self self-defense. Oh, uh, that's right.
1: We know some Koreans. We
0: know some Koreans. <laughs> that's
1: about it.
0: Uh, does Tenth Planet have a school in Greece? I think they do. Hmm. Tommy Brock said, you're a fair person. If you need to break it off, you break it off. If you need a softer kill approach, you take it. Uh, exactly. And when the... When it's competition, it's just that that's not the time to let a guy off the hook. Because here's what happens: like with the sock lock, for instance. This, this, for those of you that don't know, the steamer lock and the sock lock, it's the exact same thing. I just got into the habit of calling it a sock lock before it really had the like established nomenclature within the community. So uh, there, it's the same exact lock, though. I learned it by watching the Estima guys. Like, or by actually just watching this one video, <laughs> the only one I could find. What was I about to say? Dang, I forgot. Oh well, I don't remember. <sighs> I was getting excited too, and then I had to like, You'll remember in a minute, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, Katie Canfeld says, "I will say I hate seeing amateur masters level competitors get injured. I think it'd be a really difficult balance between really getting after it and sending forty year old white belts to the doctor." Oh, dude, we are not talking about uh, an amateur competition. These guys were professionals.
1: Yeah, there's money in the. Line. They
0: do that. Th- they're attempting to be, p- like, they want to grapple for a living, and they're in a tournament that pays money to the winner.
1: Yes. So and- this
0: is not a white belt tournament. You know. Now listen, right. I-, I mean, I'm not going to see any 40 year old white belts in competition, so you don't have to worry about that about me breaking off a 40 year old white belt. But if you put a 40 year old black belt across from me and I get a chance to take his arm, I'm gonna take it. And and it's totally up to him whether or not he gets it broken or not. Totally up to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? If he makes a mistake that that forces me to capitalize quickly, here's what I was gonna say about the sock lock. I didn't Is even remember. people get so um, because people won't rip it in class like that, you don't rip it in class, dude. We all agree. Do not rip it in class. Mm-hmm. But people have now there's a narrative going all over the place. Like,
1: no, it doesn't work.
0: It doesn't work. I would just invert. No, dude. You just inverted because I didn't rip it like that. Mm. Like, you don't understand. I've broken people off with this, and I'm trying not to break you off because you're my training partner. You know? Right. And so it becomes this narrative. And then we need these moments on video so that people go, oh, Ooh, that's what's possible. Oh, I can't leave my foot there. Brandon was not lying right. to me. He he did have he did let me go. I thought I just had the secret inversion magic <laughs> trick that made my foot not break. But mm-hmm. it turns out But some people only they only learn the hard way, dude. And I get sure. it. It's yeah. look, this is a sport of prove it. Don't don't talk about it, be about it. So Anyway, I'm talking, I got, I, I don't get it. Up. I don't get it. I do not understand how you can, uh, how you can feel differently well, about
1: that. Well, but also you have, you've popped a few foots, up foots, you've <laughs> popped a few feet. I have. <laughs> um, so you definitely have experience with, uh, ha- like, because you know, I mean, when you get a submission and it's locked in and you can feel it, you know, I mean, but they don't necessarily know especially if they've not been in it uh, over and over again. Um, So, you know, a lot of times if it's not that kind of submission where you can go like add a little pressure, add a little pressure, add a little pressure, and then they know, you know, it's hard for them to be able to feel it.
0: Yeah. So that comes from control. Yeah. From controlling the position. And the better you get in, this is true about the esteema lock as well, the better you get at it, the more control you develop with it. But like with an arm lock, for instance, you can pin the person down and you take their their arm and you isolate it and you control them the whole time and you can arm lock them very gently for the most part. But can you do that in competition? Let's take an example. Okay. Just happened. People are like, oh, well, Gordon, you don't see Gordon Ryan trying to rip people apart. Yeah, you do. And let me tell you all about it. His last match against Jimenez, he... Dominated him, and he got to the. He wanted the arm lock. That's what he wanted. He stated ahead of time, "I'm going to arm lock him. I'm going to mount him. I'm going to arm lock him." Mm-hmm. So he let him go. Uh, it, in my opinion, he let him go out of a saddle position, out of a honey hole position, and eventually he mounts and he moves to the arm lock. And he rolled back. He broke the grip and he rolled back with Jimenez's arm. And does anybody know what happened? Gordon did it all nice and controlled. And what happened? Jimenez wouldn't tap, mm-hmm. and he got out. Of Gordon Ryan's arm lock that he applied softly and with control. So you know what Gordon did? <laughs> he mounted him again, and he went to the same arm lock, and he tried to pull it off the second time. Why'd he do that? Oh, how mean. Mm-hmm. Because guys will let their stuffs break off in competition. If I don't go to break it, I will not get it. I learned this lesson with arm locks as a blue belt. Is I had a guy... In an arm lock at Naga, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to break it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to break it. This the excuse you give yourself. It's right. not. It's not actually true. You do want to break it. And you would if you had the chance. But uh, I don't want to break it. And so, the, I didn't go as hard. I didn't go as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. And the guy gets out, and I lost that match. So, I came home and I made a policy about. My job is to go for the break, and your job is to stop it from breaking.
1: Okay.
0: In competition, I'm not talking, again, man, I am not talking about class. I'm not even necessarily talking about, you make whatever judgments that you want about how you're going to handle a local competition.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I don't even do them anymore, so what does it matter? But if I don't go for the break in a legitimate way, then there are people who just simply will not tap to it. And now you get to think whatever you want. Well, I could have broken him. Okay, well, you lost. Yeah. I could have broken him, though. Well, you'll you'll never know. Right. You'll never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually was thinking about that um, yesterday. I think, it, you know, just thinking about, like, the killing stroke and, like, taps that I felt, like, really good about, you know, and um, – just a little, you know, wins in the gym that I win and, and stuff. And just thinking about, like, just some awesome submissions. And it, they all had that little extra oomph at the end. You know, like, it, it was, okay, I'm going to have to get a little aggressive with this one, you know. And, yeah, I think you need that. I think that's, like, my how I would describe my killing stroke. You get there with technique and precision. And then when it's time to close the deal... You got to put something into it.
0: Let me let me let me explain something about at least about how I feel about martial arts. Your everyday stance is your fighting stance. This is Musashi. If you don't walk around in a way that prepares you for fight, like your everyday stance is your fighting stance, Mm. so you will execute what you consistently practice. You are a product of the things that you do consistently. You're not a product of, well, when I get in that spot, I will. No, you won't. You've never done it before. Yeah, You won't do it that way. You will do it the way you always do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why Placido left his foot in there lazy, because that's what he does in practice. Because he doesn't pay the price for it in practice because people are gentle about it or they themselves don't believe it doesn't work or even if they think it does work they're not willing to go hard enough in training to pop your foot and so you get complacent about where you're and listen I I do not mean to criticize Placido like I've lost probably in competition way more than he has (laughs) and he's a super good competitor he's a great dude I've worked like he was the uki on my on my thing with BJJ Fanatics he's an awesome guy so I don't mean to level any criticism towards him. I'm just talking about the situation. So, please don't hear that as uh, Brandon Brandon was dogging. Yeah, as Brandon was dogging Placido. That's not what's going on here. I have a thousand percent respect for him. But you know, that's the mistake that he made, and that mistake comes from a certain way of training. And you know, that's just that's just true. That's just verifiably true now with video evidence that it's true. So anyway, your fighting stance is your everyday stance. You will deliver on what you practice being every day when the time comes. Yeah,
1: I agree with that, yeah, for sure.
0: <sighs> Man. <laughs> All right. The, uh, this is So the estima lock can be done either as a toehold or as an ankle lock, right? Is that right? Uh, no, I don't agree with that, actually. I think some people pull it off as an ankle lock, but I don't think you can make real people tap with an ankle lock variation. Uh, I don't even, I'll be honest with you, I don't have any respect for the ankle lock variation. And that's probably why a lot of people think it doesn't work. Um, The toe hold variation is the one that you want, 100%. Uh, And then this is the same question, Jagu Janowitz, I guess. Do you agree that both variations should be banned in no-gi white belt competitions? I think there's probably lots of things that should be banned in white belt competitions. I don't let our white belts in the room, even in class, they don't heel hook and toe hold one another, and nobody can do it to them. Right, so.
1: and that's because of the control thing. You know, just exactly. after after a while of experience, you know how to apply something to your partners and not have to rip it,
0: you know. Will says, how do you foster that attitude in yourself? Um, you're Which talking about the, the feeling of the everyday stance is the fighting stance? You just got to go kill some stuff. <laughs> You know, here's something funny, man. My friend um, Scott, he runs the Tenth Planet up in Kentucky, where Adam trains. You know mm-hmm. Scott. All mm-hmm. oh, you guys know Scott. I know you know Scott. But so he trains him in fighters. But Scott comes from a deep martial arts background, like Jeet Kune Do, and he did. Uh, he was super high up in Eric Paulson's organization with CSW, and he did all the. He's done, like, all kinds of different martial arts and studied weapons and was in the military. Like, he's a G, you know what I yeah. mean? And all of his MMA fighters, he makes them, like, once you decide you're going to be an MMA fighter with him, you have to learn to use a weapon. So, like, he doesn't care what the weapon is. I'm sure mm-hmm. he probably has some limits on it. You can't, like, use a, I don't know if he's letting you use the tonfas, you know what I'm saying? Or
1: like a fan. <laughs> yeah. That's a weapon. <laughs> but
0: but he, he makes them learn to use a weapon. Okay. Because it instills in you the spirit of fighting, like the warrior spirit. He just—he's. This is just his opinion, right? He just—it makes the warrior spirit be a little more alive inside you when you practice with a weapon.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah, it's a cool idea. I don't know if I even agree with it, but Kinda it's interesting. Go learn how to use a weapon. Yeah, it's interesting. Let's start going with the gun. Oh,
1: would it have to? Could it be a gun, or could it be like? Does it have to be like a sword? Like a traditional weapon I
0: wonder uh, T. Becker says I often feel myself not being as aggressive in comp as I know I can be can you describe any pre-comp rituals to get you in the right mindset That's all you. <laughs> I had to before I felt comfortable as a competitor I had to f- this is what we just said everyday stance is the fighting stance it was probably brown belt before I really felt comfortable and it's just I had done it So much by that time, and then I was really doing it a lot at Brown Belt, and so yeah, I just I had to keep going until Saturday competition felt like Saturday Open Map as far as not nervousness level, but how I was going to do my thing. Yeah, you know, and it never fully got there, but the but when I moved around to get warm if it felt the same, you know, gotcha. and you know, you make different kinds of mistakes and you go a little too, you get over aggressive, you know, yeah. you still do mistakes. You still make mistakes that you wouldn't make in practice or I did, but uh, yeah, I never really felt like I got to a hundred percent of my capability. And I, and I mean, maybe a couple of times I like, Oh my God, I ripped through that one. Right. But never, never really felt, that I, sh- I was able to show exactly what I'm and
1: I don't by. know I mean like there okay there are some people who have overcome like pregame anxiety and stuff because they compete so much I'm sure but I don't know that you ever get need to get rid of all of it you know I mean because if you listen to ever like Lonnie Jones talk it's a it, it's a like you're about to compete against somebody and you know like some people do you know you said you don't like it when people BJJ people think they're actual fighters. But, well no it I just mean, it
0: just uh, amuses you, me I would But I you say.
1: are going into the competition like we said with the probability that or at least the likelihood that there could be an injury I mean you know that that's happening and so your fight or flight kicks in and so I think that's what your body is supposed to do and and you, that is a natural reaction you know your heart speeds up and you start sweating and you like you know I'm so uncomfortable and anxious <laughs> But, I mean, that's what your body, wow, we're getting ready for a fight, like, you know.
0: Yeah, it's it's the normal response to be nervous and to be, um, yeah, all sweaty palms and, right. you know, can't sleep and all that. Right. That's normal. I got a yeah. rock. The, <laughs> the objective of the, the purpose of competing to me, the whole purpose of it, is to normalize that feeling. So that when the time comes, you'll execute what you practice. Yeah. So... To me, that's the whole purpose of competing. Like, once you know um, that your body doesn't freeze when the time comes and your nerves don't freeze, that you can, your everyday stance becomes your fighting stance. It's crucial. So, okay. um, all right. So, I see we got a couple more questions there but i'm actually going to go to the questions and that were submitted ahead of time here okay um i do want to answer this question that egghead had he said do you have an update on the pgf tournament date yes it looks like we're going to do may the weekend of may the 20th which is my mom's birthday and it's actually the weekend after my anniversary which is the 18th we've been married for 20 years on the 18th Lindsay, any thoughts on 20 years I can't
1: believe it's 20.
0: You're, <laughs> you're so what? old. That, how, that makes me old. How did you get so old? Oh. I'm over here looking all young uh. and fresh. <laughs> I'm looking daisy fresh. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, we're going to do it the weekend of May the 20th. Oh, no, not go live in a room. Sorry, that's the wrong button. We want questions. Here we go. All right, this is John Washa. John. <laughs> <laughs> dot Washa. What foods do you eat or avoid to stay healthier? Hmm, uh, that's a
1: good question. Don't for ask you. me that.
0: I want you to talk to Lindsay. She's she's an expert at this. No, okay. no, no, no. You may not be an expert at you know. Give yourself some credit. You're you're not an expert necessarily in like the science and the knowledge of it. Yeah. But in the living and the execution and the discipline of it, nobody's more of an expert. Even Nakia likes to talk about how disciplined you are with your diet, and she's <laughs> a, a food Nazi. So. Yeah. Oh, you can even say that. Sorry. I, really I won't. I, it. I just we'll, won't. We'll just a, yeah. Yeah, back it up. I'll skip that. Um,
1: <laughs> so I actually, there's probably more foods that I can, I'll just tell you like what I can eat. <laughs> and that's probably a shorter list than like telling you all the things that I don't eat. So just like overall principle of my diet is um, as Little processing as possible. So, um, you know, I do eat a lot of meat. So, uh, you know, that has to be processed, of course. Um, and there aren't really any meats that I avoid. Um, so, you know, you can eat as much of that as you want. Um, and then vegetables, beans, nuts, some fruit. Uh, I do actually try to stay away from dairy. And so like no milk or cheese. And that is primarily just like a preference for me. I cut it out one time just to say, hey, let's see what happens if I do this. So uh, I cut out dairy. But then every time I try to add, add it back in or I have some like mozzarella sticks or something on the weekend, <laughs> um, I can tell that it affects me and I feel like sluggish.
0: Y'all, y'all check out how she eats trashy mozzarella sticks that's all she that's what she went and Ritz crackers
1: yeah so i actually try to stay away from breads and pastas um and and those kind of carbs and stuff i do eat some a little bit of granola um but again that's more of like okay i think about that as like a grain so you eat uh,
0: tons of honey
1: i need a lot of honey i love honey because i try to stay away from a lot of the other uh processed sugars and stuff so but i I definitely like honey and i think it's helping me with my um like allergies and stuff too my seasonal allergies so i yeah i'm a big fan of honey but that's about it i mean like like i said it's a lot of paleo kind of stuff so things that will grow out of the ground or like things that you could hunt as a caveman that kind of thing
0: so all right we're gonna go to uh this one's kind of on topic here. All right, from Freedom Rolls 84. When did you know BJJ was more than just a way to get in shape? When did it become a way of life for you? Hmm. <laughs> Almost immediately? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 kind of sick in the head, I guess. Like I'll get my hooks in on something that I like and then I'll obsess about it for a decade.
1: But you also know what you want, and that's a, like a lot of people like can't just pinpoint things that they love yeah. and you kind of recognize it as soon as you see it you're like i like this
0: oh, that's worth me investing my right. long-term commitment into right yeah so uh, i'm i'm the wrong guy for that question i just
1: yeah and i jumped
0: straight in as soon as as soon as i found out that little people could manipulate me and make me tap and kill me i was like well i need that i need that superpower
1: yeah, for me, it was it was a while later because, I I mean, I was still enjoying karate. You know, I was like, I get to break stuff with my fist. <laughs> and so um, I was still enjoying that. And But Brandon was like, oh, let's explore this Brazilian jiu-jitsu avenue. And so we, you know, we got our black belts in karate, and then he was kind of done. And I was like, okay, I'll go with you. So I, I followed him into the
0: I stole her. jiu-jitsu
1: rabbit hole. But
0: you were already, I mean, you'd already been...
1: Train, yeah, I mean, doing
0: jujitsu for a, a while, right? But for, like it's
1: it wasn't like a way of life yet. Yeah. It was just something I was doing. Yeah, it was just one body. of the
0: martial arts that yeah. you trained.
1: But now it's like when I'm not on the mat. So like if I'm trying to rest because I got an injury or something like that, I go, "Oh no, everybody's getting better than me. Like <laughs> they're on the mat training and I'm not, and I'm missing out." And so yeah, now it's like. But I don't know. I don't know exactly when that. When that tide turned, it was probably when we got to this building. Like so, probably five or six years. I was yeah, like,
0: okay. you really started, and especially since you've been working like an employee here. of the business only instead of teaching. Yeah, then you've been on the mats. Now, I mean, you're on the mats. Other than maybe me, and you're on the mats a lot. Yeah, you're on the mats a lot. Okay, um, Ethan. 901 says were you the one commentating at SFC yes summit fighting championship my friend Jamie Houston runs that promotion it's super duper good alright uh, Tyler This same topic did you change anything in your life besides training to lose the weight that you did um, initially I cleaned up a lot more than yeah I did and I've, I've done all kinds of different um diets. Like I've tried no carb, low carb, intermittent fasting. Vegetarian. I did vegan. I did vegetarian. Juiced. I did straight juicing diet. I did an all raw diet for a week. Like I've done everything except for this all meat diet. I did that for like a like five days and I was like, this is not working out for me. I may go back to that just because I see so many people getting great results and I do like meat but I love carbs. I could, ra- I'd rather do an all carbs diet and no protein at all. I mean, I bet you'd get a lot of the same benefits. Dude. I don't know. <laughs> dude, if you get a protein shake once a day and nothing. Tell them
1: about your Huel diet. <laughs> oh yeah. I've
0: done that too. But there's stuff called Huel, H-U-E-L. And it's just like a shake, but it's like a full meal. Like it's all your nutrients. And it's like... It's your full RDA. You recommend a daily allowance on every nutrient for the whole day. And it's, terrible but it really does it it tastes terrible i know right now it tastes terrible but i i'll crave it now that i'm like i guess my body knows oh that gives
1: me everything that gives me
0: all the stuff and so i'll crave it and i'll just have to go have one every now and then so i'll be low on something and i'll just have to have one but i could do that the thing is that's so bad on your guts that's what i couldn't handle with that causes a lot of gas <laughs> so more than that we can we if y'all got questions about that i got answers mm. on the heel diet anyway. <laughs> but yeah initially man I, i've done a lot of other things but now i at this point i'm only on the mats that's really all i do and uh you know i don't i don't eat as terrible as i want if that makes any difference it does make me um give pause. It's pretty terrible. No, it's terrible. (laughs) But just know, it would be way, way worse if it wasn't for I need to feel good when I go train tonight. Yeah. So just bad foods—they don't really make me feel bad. Like, oh, I people like, oh, I had too much grease. I didn't. I had the right amount, I guess. What about
1: spicy chicken? You can't tell. Listen.
0: That's a different situation. You can't
1: tell when you had a spicy chicken. Yeah,
0: we can all tell when I had a spicy chicken. You know what I'm saying? All right. Let's change that subject real quick. Uh, This is Leave It to Seavers. Did you train in a gi? What drew you to the 10th Planet system, and what do you love about the 10th Planet system? Lindsay, go ahead.
1: Well, we started out in... Um, a traditional Korean martial art. Then we had very thin geese, um, and so we learned like a few gi grips and and things like yeah, that. But I mean, jumps. it was it was Japanese jujitsu that was incorporated into the Korean uh, martial art that we were studying. And so, yeah, it was really um, a lot of foundational stuff, but. I mean, it
0: wasn't like gi specific or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, and it definitely wasn't uh, on par with the modern gi game, like with all the oh no, no, no the no, no, pant. No. Like, there's so it's super complex. Like, yeah. if you play just at a jiu-jitsu school, like, then you only train in the gi. Now, the game is super complex. Yeah, so we didn't do any of that um,
1: stuff. And then Eddie Bravo came to uh, Birmingham, I think it was right. And so Brandon wanted to go down and to that seminar. He had a friend that was like, oh, this is going to be a really cool thing. And so Brandon really looked, started looking into uh, Eddie's philosophies and his game and stuff. We bought some Eddie Bravo book, instructional
0: books. Yeah, we and- would get on the floor with uh, Eddie's books at the, at the house. We were still white belts, probably still in karate or maybe just a, a little bit into the ranks in karate. But we would get on the floor and, and uh, I couldn't learn from the book. I just couldn't I couldn't figure anything out from a book. I just that's not my way, I guess.
1: Well, and a lot of things are you don't see the transition between one picture and the next, you know? I mean, well, what there, we had to do is you on.
0: you would look at the thing and understand it. And yeah, you, but, as, as much as you could. Yeah,
1: I'm more of a visual kind of person. He's and then you the would teach
0: yeah. me. So in the beginning, really, Lindsay was learning from Eddie's books and then showing me what <laughs> Eddie's books said. Because I couldn't, I don't know, I still can't. I never have been able to really like take It's
1: hard. Yeah.
0: Jitsu moves out of a book and put them into my game. Now, what I can do is I can sit and read the forward and all the little sections in the book and I can get what I, I could understand yeah. more about jujitsu from that than from looking at the books.
1: But yeah, and you you did like you read the forewords for both of those books, and you were kind of like, okay. Yeah, a, I haven't read, read
0: all the weed stuff that Eddie had. The whole first, the whole mastering the rubber guard is just about weed. <laughs> so
1: yeah, but he really um, he really liked the philosophies that Eddie had, and so then he got in contact with Eddie, and you know every time that Eddie was in a driving distance of North Alabama, Brandon would go, and they just. Hit it off, you know, and there were no other Tenth Planet schools in the southeast at all, so it was very long distance, uh, slow, gradual process of getting improvement. Oh man, and, it was uh,
0: super slow.
1: We would have Tenth um, Planet guys, brown belts at the time, come and do seminars. Any, you know, it, yeah. So it was, it was a slow process, but it was worth it. Now,
0: here's a cool question. Brian Barber, 92, can you get your punch choke from the guard? Um, yes and no. So I do sometimes hit it from the top of other people's guard, closed guard. I don't know if you're talking about from the top. Sometimes I'll, like if Lindsay had me if in the closed guard, sometimes closed guard. if you're not paying attention and, and like you don't respect it and, and you kind of let me get in a little too deep, okay. sometimes I can get... Decent people from there. I've, almost never do you get a good person. I have, I have, but you get it
1: from there. the bottom yes. when you have somebody in your guard.
0: Yes, especially when we're doing MMA rounds. The way that MMA guys press forward, like when they're not posturing up mm. to strike, when they come forward and then they try to, the way that that, uh, that aggressive push forward and stack with the butt in the air, both feet on the ground. I have a little, it, dude, it's super sneaky. Super sneaky, and yeah, I've put out some pretty good people from the bottom of the closed guard with it, but it's a very, very specific circumstance. It's really not a way that I have to like enter it and set it up. It's just, oh, they're making this particular mistake for a little longer than they should, yeah. It has and then to be I that get them, yeah, it's really, case. really specific. Um, I all I never never hit it from the bottom of half guard. And I, more than anywhere else, I hit it from the top of half guard. That's the real spot for it is top half. Yeah. So I love it because of that because I I can, Shoulders I can give you the underhook on bottom half, and I can still attack you without even passing. So you get to do everything you wanted to do, from half guard, and now you have to defend your. And it it really throws people off, and they stop doing. Even if I don't get it, they stop doing, um, the the thing that they're supposed to do and they start trying to find other things. Well, now they're behind, and yeah. then they start falling apart. So that's a great question. That's a good technical jujitsu question. Let's see what else we got here. All right. Manning said, are neck cranks scored as kills in the PGF? No. A neck crank is just worth three. So a twister, for instance, or a can opener, three points. I don't know. Wait. That's
1: controversial. Wait. Wait. It's not controversial. <laughs> I've seen some that Listen. Like cranks. Listen.
0: Listen. <laughs> If the intent was to crank the neck, like it wasn't a choke in the first place, a can opener, uh, a twister. Those are there's no variation of those that's a choke, right? Those are exclusively so neck the, cranks.
1: The RNCs that their Correct. faces turn. Right? Or their why? Chin is
0: why, is chin. why is your chin getting cranked? Why is your te- Why are your teeth getting busted out? Why is your neck getting? Because you're defending. Because the RNCs. you won't give the neck. You chose that. Right? What I went for was the neck. But you chose bef- to either to quit because you wouldn't do it, you wouldn't give the neck, yeah. or you quit because uh, it hurt before it could become that. Gotcha. So the intent was the kill. You chose not to let it become that. Gotcha. So you're just, to me, that's just your tapping early. Here's another little uh, twist. It's not a twist in Came the out. rules. It's just how I interpret the rules, and I'm in charge. And you made the rules. That's right. I created the rules, (laughs) so I know the intent of the rules. Let's say that you have a crawl... We actually saw this last week in the PGF.
1: Week two?
0: Yeah, in week two. Okay,
1: don't say anything about week three. Um,
0: Oh, my God. Well, can I say this about week three? It's the best week of the PGF ever. It's the best week of the PGF ever. Um, But in week two, Evan Stapler tapped James Regina with pressure from side control and that's a kill
1: that's
0: a kill that scores as a kill because what you've done there is you killed the soul you broke the man yes uh, you broke the but you when can you say know, when you no know. but that's the way i'm scoring and i'm the king
1: <laughs> but i mean isn't submit any submission gonna kill the soul
0: no dude what about a heel hook uh, A heel hook don't kill the soul. Dude, you get tapped by a heel hook half the time, you just go, ah, he caught me. You never go, dang, he took me down. He passed my guard. He dominated me. And he forced me to quit because I didn't want to keep going. What? That is a kill. That is a kill of the inside of the man. Mm. Fact. I don't know about that. Science.
1: That is not science. That is scientific. (laughs) That is your emotion creating that part of the rule science that's your heart
0: <laughs> yeah it's a stolen heart is what it is okay that's a, a no, tap I'm that's to a your cross heart. face like a tap to a cross face or you quit from pressure or tired if you we haven't seen that yet but if somebody quit because they were tired you're gonna that's give a somebody six points i'll give them a kill for that
1: how is that their like victory
0: you killed the guy. He can't go anymore. Yeah, but the that only reason might have he's just a- been
1: tired because he's already done two other matches. So did I. <laughs> yeah, I guess.
0: Like, if you're so tired that you can't keep going, there's nothing left to stop me from cutting yeah, your head but off.
1: But I'm just saying that, like, under those circumstances, that's not necessarily like the person who won. That's not necessarily that they made them tired. Oh man, you we gotta.
0: We got the man here right now. We'll find out. Here's Evan in the comments. E. C. Stapler. Eyes.
1: <laughs> what did he, say? he
0: said, uh, "He said it's a soul snatch. I saw it in his eyes. It was worth six for sure." <laughs> yeah. Look, Will says, "No, that makes sense. If you just give up, you're dead." That's yeah. You gave up. But you
1: were using like the the analogy of the heel hook, but like because you feel like you just get caught in heel hooks. I'm but just talking definitely, trash. Definitely, like you can dominate. A leg position, and like you know, I think you could steal a soul from there. Like, no, you're stuck in this leg lock. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I get what you're saying. You're just wrong. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. All right, um, we could take a couple. What's this? Eleven oh seven. Oh, somebody. <laughs> Mandy wants to know, what are what's your lesson or your plans for the Jacksonville seminar? Dude, that's in like June. D- like what you're going to teach? No idea. Uh, no it'll idea. It'll be good, though. Maybe.
1: You're always good at seminars.
0: James Bennett underscore, best way to play when facing a much larger opponent? Ooh, that's a great question. To me, that's like the essence of jujitsu. Lindsay, you always face a much larger opponent for the most part, <laughs> unless you're just rolling with the ladies. You've, your whole career has been built on facing a much larger opponent. So you're probably more qualified to handle this than I am. Okay. Um,
1: but probably what I'm going to say might be controversial in the jujitsu. <laughs> you better but not say something actually, about a sock lock. No, well, but it was something that you told me like a long time ago because I was rolling with like JT. And some uh, very large people. And like Zeke. And, you know, I was rolling against these guys that like professional lifters and stuff like that. And I was just trying to go ham on them still. And Brandon told me, he's like, with whatever touch you use, that's (coughs) what touch they're going to use with you. And so um, me as... Right now, a 40-year-old woman who is, like, 135, 140, um, I really... With a six-pack. Okay. Yeah, but still. Um, I just so want to throw that in there. For when everybody. I'm facing a larger opponent, most of the time I make them sit, and I'm passing, um, you know, and, and I do have some, some guys who want to... Roll with me because they like my technique and it's a fun roll. Um, so I'll make them sit. I'll pass, but like you know, I do use that that advice. Like I use the touch that I want them to use. I want them to match my pace. And so whatever I'm comfortable with, I mean, you know, if I trust them and they have control, I'll turn it up a little bit. But I usually ease into it. I'll have a grip, but it's gonna it's a controlled grip. It's not a vice grip. And um, so when I'm putting on a submission, I will use technique and precision and not that I'm not trying to go for killing strokes with guys that are much larger with me. I will if they put if they are, you know, inexperienced and they if they they, need it. Right. Um, But most of the time I set a pace that I want them to follow. And guys here especially are really good at that and not trying to turn things up on a 40-year-old 140-pound woman.
0: And think about how unfair it is, that what we do to big guys sometimes, like to big, strong guys. Like, okay, listen, man, I don't want you to go as hard as you can, but I'm about to make myself feel good while you're doing that. And when I get this, the only way that I can make you tap to it is to go harder than you're going. Like, that's not fair. And I think big guys get – uh, they get cheated out of good training sometimes because we yell at them for being big. But nobody yells at little people for being fast. Nobody yells at little people for being flexible. You know, so it's not, yeah. I think that's, I think big guys get a bad rap sometimes in jujitsu. But yeah. uh, that wasn't the question. Anyway. But
1: I just say that's controversial because, you know, I mean, we do talk about like you need to be able to go in, but, you know that's competition and training room difference too. You know you need to be able to put people away, right? But when I'm training with someone who's much larger w- with me, I'm not looking to put them away. Like I'm looking to pin. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking to never go on the bottom.
0: <laughs> this just this just so, sounds like good jujitsu,
1: right? It? So I'm you know I'm still trying to have some improvement in my game too with rolling with these guys so I think we all can improve but we just we have to learn how to train together
0: you know I think the main thing to remember when you're rolling with with guys that are a lot bigger or stronger than you or girls that are a lot bigger or stronger than you uh, or some alien that's anything that's bigger and stronger than you your objective is not like remember what jujitsu is it's a self-defense art first the philosophy The correct movements, all of the things that make jiu-jitsu beautiful and useful, all of those things are rooted in I have to stay safe and comfortable,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? So uh, what is not rooted in that? Offense. So when I try to assert myself on a big guy, like I'm going to use my guard to come after this 290-pound purple belt, hey, man, if you throw a triangle on this guy in the first 30 seconds you may find out your triangle's not as good as you thought. you stacked up on your neck. And now you're getting your guard passing, you're getting smushed up. So when I'm facing a larger, like the act of attacking, yes, that's what opens the offense, but that also is what opens the holes. Because in order to do that, I got to create a movement. The better I am, the less window, the less I open the window for you. But it's, it's kind of, I don't play offense on big guys. I let them attack me and stay safe and stay comfortable. And then when the opportunity shows itself for me to do something efficiently, I'll take it or I won't take it based on how that position is going to turn out. If it fails, like what's the contingency plan? If I go for this arm lock from the guard right here, and I'm not able to get this big old arm gonna extended, bad what's going to happen? Yeah. Okay, I'm on my neck with a 270-pounder right here trying to stretch his arm out, and now he's taking me out of position, and I'm getting a little more stubborn, and I'm binding myself more and more yeah. until it pops off. And now he's passed. He's crushing me. i got to think about how to survive now and get back to a safe spot rather than attack. And it's the attack that caused that opening. Yeah,
1: you're right.
0: Whereas if I can just let let the game come to me, Just I'm safe. I'm comfortable. When you start to make me uncomfortable, I'm moving away that makes me more comfortable. And I never give you a chance to take my comfortability away. And eventually you put your hand here or you shift your weight here or you post your foot here. And that's all that I really need. If I get to the top of a big guy a lot of times and he's trying to give us like he's trying to quit on me. He's trying to give up,
1: you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. I won't I won't take the tap that he's offering me because there's three minutes left on the clock. He's doing that so he can get back on top again.
1: Mm-mm. No,
0: no, 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 no. Mm-mm. You're going to stay here and sleep in the bed that you made, you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and you have always been really good about being patient in good positions. You know, well, even in bad positions, like making yourself more comfortable, but like... You don't feel any pressure to move to the next thing. Like, no, nah, I like smashing you here from the top. Like, we'll just mm-hmm. sit here for a while.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I just don't, I
1: feel no pressure to move. Like, let's just. Say. I don't
0: understand what the need is for people to jump onto the next thing. Yeah. Like.
1: Oh, people are getting bored watching me. This is so boring. You know, like, huh? I don't care. I'm not you. going back to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, something that is in the the Daodejing. It's this is really helpful for your jujitsu. I think. Do you have the patience to sit still until the mud settles, so that you can see clearly? So that's that's really the like the essence of the kind of jujitsu that I want to have, mm-hmm. you know, in training especially. Yeah. And and when when I'm hunting on the top, that's when I really think about that. I'm not in a rut. on the bottom. You know, I'll I'll try to make sure I'm in a cleaner position a lot of times, but on the top, I feel like it's good to just follow and be heavy and let the mistake come to me. Yeah. And, uh, because you're, you're spending energy the whole time, you, and eventually your mud will settle. Yeah. And I'll be able to see clearly the opportunity, and it'll be easy then.
1: Yeah, and if you're on top and trying to be heavy, in a lot of ways, you're relaxed, like portions of your body are relaxed and not working and they're just working from the bottom trying to get out so it's a good time to chill out
0: let's go to g c v a what would you say is the most difficult thing when transitioning from a mostly gi practitioner to transition to the 10th planet system
1: i would say the speed
0: yeah, I would say the speed, and probably depending on the kind of gi school you were training at, the leg lock game mm-hmm. is a whole like you're going to get wrecked for a while. So you're gonna you're gonna need to catch up on that pretty quick.
1: So, um, do you have anything that you suggest for like a faster game, like being
0: prepared for a faster game for the speed? Yeah, I mean, you you need new grips. You th- you think you know how to grip somebody, but you actually don't. Uh, if if they're not wearing an invisible jacket, you don't know how to hold them. Or not an invisible, an invincible, invincible pajamas. That's what I call the geese. Sometimes, <laughs> if you're not wearing those invincible pajamas, then it'll uh, it'll be really hard to control them. You need new grips. You think you know how to hold somebody, but you actually don't. Mm. Um, let's see here. Uh, are we pumped to go to Idaho? Yeah, we've never been to Idaho before.
1: I always like going new places, like even just new states. I, I feel like sometimes I've traveled outside the United States more than I've traveled inside What's of it. the
0: name of the town in Idaho that we're going to? I can't remember the name, but it's, it's not far. It's like two hours from Salt Lake City. So we're doing a weekend in Salt Lake City and then Idaho. <laughs> uh, Einstein wants to know why we aren't sleeping. It's too early. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, what it's two hours earlier for them, right? Yeah,
0: he's on that West Coast time. Um, yeah. This is Amin Yami. Do you have to be strong muscle? Do you have to be strong muscles to practice jujitsu? What is the muscle that helps us a lot and must be strengthened? Thank you. I think he's from Armenia. Okay, I
1: would say the most important thing that you need strong in jiu-jitsu is your core.
0: Oh, that's exactly what I want to say. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, there, there are just, uh, especially when you're doing like inversions, but I mean, even your guard play and I, I don't know, it's just, you need a really strong core to be able to move and transition. Like you need to, to control people. Yeah. I mean,
0: I I would tell you to focus on your mobility really more than your strength, like be strong. That's super important. Uh, I don't have any i'm not like a oh don't you shouldn't lift or something like that or whatever you should be strong but really you should be mobile and be dexterous einstein says the brain that's what needs to be the strongest dude honestly that's not that's not terrible advice from a very experienced black belt right there yeah
1: because like you're i mean it the more that you train and the more that you practice your core is going to get in shape the kind of shape that you need it to be for jujitsu so a lot of that's going to be time but like if you wanted to shortcut it some you know and you came in with a really strong core i think that would take some time off of you know just the gradual increase
0: (laughs) he's saying you got to strengthen the heart you got to strengthen the soul dexterity freedom rolls that's good yeah Mm -hmm. mobility and dexterity that's really what i focus on for myself like so i'm like oh i don't do anything except jujitsu but i move a lot I move around and I stretch all day. And like (laughs) I was rolling yesterday at the noon class and uh, I was rolling with Nakaya and I had her pinned down in this weird position with my knee. Yeah. Like it. And Lindsay was looking at, I was like, Lindsay, look how I'm holding her down. I go,
1: Oh no, that looks (laughs) terrible because my knee would have already exploded.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, but (laughs) my, my 40 year old knee didn't even feel any pressure just be. And it was just because I, I, That's a part of my life. Yeah, it's a part of my life. I'm not naturally flexible. I made myself flexible. You know, be stretchy. That's what Will said. (laughs) Uh, Einstein said, you need to strengthen your empathy.
1: No, I don't need any empathy. (laughs) I don't care how you're feeling. Like, let's just kill you. (laughs) When I start thinking about how they feel, then I don't want to kill them.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, let's do one more question. Let's see. What do we got? Oh, um, are doing any seminars in SoCal, like San Diego. Uh, I don't have anything on the calendar, but I would love to come back to San Diego. I've taught out there a couple of times and, uh, I'm trained out there many more times. I would love to do that. Let's take this last one. Oh, actually, you know what? That's a question about the triangle. Uh, I'll do two more because I want to hit this one here. Have you ever been unable to train for a long period of time? If so, How did you deal with it mentally? That's from Michael eighty six R. You got anything for that, Lindsay? You have. You've had longer sits. Well, maybe not longer than I have.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, but we weren't super into jujitsu at that point. Um,
0: No, I I wasn't super good. I was super into. (laughs) Well, okay.
1: (laughs) Um, so yeah, okay, so I trained karate until I was eight months pregnant and then I stopped rolling and and that kind of stuff. And I just had to do um like bikes and like treadmills and that kind of thing where I didn't have any contact. But I still had to be active or I would not go it things would not go well mentally. Um so yeah, I still have to have, you know, the endorphins kicking and that kind of thing. So it was a lot of like machines at the gym and that kind of stuff. But Um, and then I think I had to wait six weeks before I could get back on the mat or it might have been more like two months probably. And then, you know, so that's not terribly long time off the mat. You probably had more with your back neck surgery.
0: Yeah, I was, I was off for a neck surgery. I've been off for a couple of knee surgeries. Uh, I took time off when I had the stem cells. I took six weeks. That was my most recent one.
1: So Brandon changes his focus, like so instead of um uh he goes back into like instructor coach mode. So he's still ju- doing jujitsu and he's uh strengthening his like yeah, like Einstein so. was talking about like he's strengthening his heart and his soul <laughs> and his empathy. Um but he still ha- hes thinking about jujitsu and and the strategy and that kind of stuff. Um,
0: yeah, and I'm just exploring physically. I'll just be exploring different parts of the game. Right, and like, he's still
1: like consuming instructionals like crazy.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I get sick. Dante Davis neck surgery—that sounds horrible. Yeah, it was a—it was an interesting experience. But honestly, it's the best thing that ever happened to my jujitsu. I really don't think I even started learning real jujitsu. Uh, f- like the the core philosophy and what what jujitsu is supposed to be about. Until I started trying to recover from the neck surgery, you know, like it, I didn't really know how to posture before that. Once I had the once I had the neck surgery, I couldn't do it wrong anymore. It just didn't work, and if it even trying, it was horrifyingly painful. And so it was do it right or don't do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, once I started trying to invert again, oh man, you were on your neck. That was terrible. You know, no wonder I had to have neck surgery, dude. As hard as I used to go and – On your neck. And as Mm – I never would take breaks. I would only go hard, you know. So no wonder I had to have a neck surgery. So don't do what I used to do. Do what I do now. Listen, trust me, there's a better way to train. And you can still get really, really good. I'm still really good. I'm better than I've ever been. You know, well, for one or two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that long term, that long endurance like I used to. But uh, anyway, I just got talking about the old neck there. Um, Did we finish the last question?
1: No. I got so distracted. Keep going. You took time off the mat. Uh, that's uh, the question that we were answering. We haven't answered that
0: question yet, the mounted triangle. Oh, uh, I want to – hear Dante asked again. Oh. Uh, can you invert now? Yeah, I play – I'll let you. I'll let you tell how much I play inverted, so it doesn't sound like I'm using hyperbole. How much of my guard is inverted? Would you say?
1: Um, well, I, I don't know that I'm the best person to answer that question. We kind of like get into like you allow me to like get into a guard, and then we play from there. Um, like if I ever do disengage and have to go back in, though,
0: no, you're inverted. Yeah, that's where that's almost. I wouldn't say that's my first line of defense because if you'll do something. Dumb real fast. You'll take then, it I'll take it. <laughs> it. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Or if you jump onto another position that you want to try to pass from, okay, we'll try that then. Yeah, but yeah, I kind of. It's just easy to invert. Now, once you know how to do it, it's your opponents just let you go underneath them pretty much all the time. Yeah. And if not, then you just do the trench warfare, which is what I like the best, anyways. Uh, Dave Sather. You roll light every day or hard once or twice a week i really don't roll that hard too much anymore i never really like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go, go. what i do is i go i'll go 10 rounds i'll do 10 sixes or 10 eights, and i'll just try to be i'll try to be the last, twice a day yeah oftentimes twice a day I, I don't do it as twice a day as much as i used like to a crazy person yeah but i try i i would like during the quarantine i was hitting 20 rounds a day that was the goal. It's so like, what else is going on? <laughs> you want me to sit here and think about how the world's falling apart? No
1: thanks. And
0: how my business is collapsing? No thanks. I'll just go roll 20 rounds a day. But you got to roll a certain way to go 20 rounds a day.
1: And read the Dow, Beijing.
0: I was reading the Dow. <laughs> I was reading the Dow heavy during the coronavirus. I was trying to become one with the Dow. <laughs> 20 rounds in the Dow. <laughs> <laughs> 20 rounds and wait until the mud settles. All right. Um, so i want to go to Jay here, and then we'll be out of here. Your mounted triangle has totally improved my mount game. Ponte. What other subs are your go-to for mount? Um, arm triangle, punch choke. That's the little sequence I run. Arm triangle, punch choke, mounted triangle. And then if you show the back, um, I try to stop you from giving the back. I want to mount you. I don't like to take the – that's not I don't like to take the back. But – I can't cook a guy as well from the back because he's not actually wearing my weight unless I flatten him belly out. Then, of course, I'll take that. Mm -hmm. But uh, having a person mounted, they keep working, and my weight is on them. When I take the back, your focus just goes to defending your neck and your head. Like, oh, no. And then you're like, oh, there may be an arm bar there. Oh, what is he going to put the single hook? But it's not. it's It's a real simple game from the back. It's a super effective game, but it also doesn't tax me that much are not nearly the same. It's more dangerous. The traps are more dangerous. Mm -hmm. They're easier to catch on the back.
1: I'll finish an armbar from the mount sometimes. Like I'll stay mounted. Oh, yeah, I
0: definitely do that. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely have that mounted spider web game where I sit heavy on the diaphragm. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I guess that's it. Um, Success. Episode three. (laughs) Listen, do us a favor and make sure you subscribe on Spotify And it's not on iTunes yet. I thought it was on the Apple podcast, but it's not there yet. But when it does pop up or whatever platform you're listening on, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe. That'll help us tremendously. If you want to leave a review, that would be sick. Um, And then if you're just, no, normally I just catch the Instagram live. We really need you to subscribe. Even if you don't listen, subscribe, that'll help us a lot. Any last thoughts, Lindsay? PGF this weekend. Ooh,
1: definitely watch this week's episode. That's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, in, in my opinion, Scaff says the same thing. He said this is the best oh week of gosh. the PGF ever, and I totally. I, at
1: agree. one point, I was doing this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's it's insane. That's Friday night at 7 p.m. Central. It's free. It's on my YouTube. Make you can go to PGF dot, I'm sorry. PGFhome.com and you can subscribe um sign up to play the Fantasy League, which is totally free. And you don't, you don't even have to give me your email address. And the winner of the Fantasy League gets a thousand dollars. Cash money. Cash money. That's how much. Mm. So We're playing a fantasy and it's fun. And it uh. makes it more fun. There's no ju- there's no jujitsu league. We got the only one. So let's do it. Dante said, thanks for doing what you guys do. You're awesome. I love your attitudes. I can't wait to swing by Decatur one day. We can't wait to have you, yeah, my guy. That'd be awesome. All right, we're out of here.